Welcome to the Spring Forth Podcast, the ministry of the First Congregational Church of McGregor, Iowa. This recording was made for March 10th, 2021. I want you to know, beloved, that what has happened to me actually has helped to spread the gospel, so that it might become known throughout the whole imperial guard, and to everyone else, that my imprisonment is for Christ, and most for the brothers and sisters. Having been made confident in the Lord, by my imprisonment, dare to speak the word with greater boldness and without fear. Some claim to proclaim Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. These proclaim Christ out of love, knowing that I have been put here for the defense of the gospel, and for others proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but intending to increase my suffering. In my imprisonment, what does it matter? Just this, that Christ is proclaimed in every way, whether out of these false motives or true, and in that I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will result in my deliverance. It is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be put to shame in any way, but that by my speaking, with all boldness, Christ will be exalted, now and always, in my body, whether by life or by death. First Congregational is not known for testimonials. Over the years of my time in this pastorate, I think the number of testimonials that I can recall having been given in worship must hover around about eight. And that's being generous. That's not to say that I haven't heard some very interesting spiritual narratives from those affiliated with this church and community, but rarely do such stories emanate from the context of worship. What makes a good testimonial? That's rather tough to say depending on what metric you value, whether you want it to be inspirational or entertaining. Sometimes, on the rare occasion, a testimonial can be both, but that's not really been my experience that often. Now, St. Paul managed to build his entire life and ministry on testimony. Once he was converted by Christ, Paul became rather singular in his pursuit to proclaim Christ crucified and risen with an extra emphasis on the risen part. His proclamations landed him in trouble at various times. He was whipped and imprisoned for being a public nuisance. Yet even while he was in chains, even while he was behind bars, he was not one to waste a captive audience even if that audience was fellow prisoners in chains alongside him. Adjusting the Philippians from his imprisonment, Paul marks the significance of his captivity and the benefits it affords him to make Christ known even in those dire circumstances. 
such as his enthusiasm that he even takes time to mention the others who, caught up in his predicament, are taking to the streets to issue their own proclamations of Christ. Now some of these street corner preachers are in affirmation of Paul. They join him in his struggle and they use their messages to bolster his position. Meanwhile, there's a certain crop of ministers who are enjoying Paul's folly and they are using him as a ploy in their preaching to say, see what happens when you're arrogant? See what happens when you're proud and full of yourself? But Paul's not bothered in the least by how these people might want to appropriate him using his present situation and condition. Paul's only goal is that so long as Christ is being mentioned, so long as lives intersect with the gospel, it's all good. I suspect in the past year we've probably been cultivating several interesting experiences that could be woven into a compelling testimonial. Chances are they will never be heard. I mean, after all, testimonials, it's just not what we do here. And that's fine. Because we are no less God's people whether we are given to spontaneous proclamations of God's grace or even if we remain silent. Like Mary, when she sat there listening to Jesus and his teachings. We are still the people of God, inheritors of the promise of eternal life. Paul, however, does give us something to think about. Paul nudges us in the direction where our need for spiritual expression prevails upon our want and need for social decorum, where our need to speak of God's blessings simply outweighs our propriety. Paul was probably, for lack of a better or kinder adjective, an annoying man, always eager to share Christ, always eager to try to convert someone, always eager to show up early and stay late, endless stories about how God rescued him from this and from that, and how he was such a miserable man until he finally met the risen Christ. This was Paul's hallmark feature. This is why he is known as the apostle among apostles. And that being said, I have to thank him for it. Because if Paul had been more like us, a little more quiet, a little more reading the congregation and the community, a little more trying to say, well, maybe I shouldn't move right now because I don't want to bother anybody, then the New Testament that we treasure would be about 13 books lighter. Be safe out there. God bless.